Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, I'm Osher Ginsberg. Welcome to Better Make It Quick. This is a kind of stack-sized, bite-sized version of Better Than Yesterday, which is a weekly podcast, well, tri-weekly podcast that's been running since 2013 and uh, does what it says on the box. Uh, Better Than Yesterday is here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday by having conversations with people from all over the world, from all walks of life, some of them experts at what they do, but each conversation will leave you, I promise you, it'll leave you with something that'll help help make your day-to-day better than yesterday. And does what it says in the box. There's hundreds of episodes to go back through. My, my name is Osher Ginsberg. I'm a TV host. I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm a, a hotel gym rehab repurposer of equipment because I can't quite do the particular leg exercise I need to do at this particular hotel gym, but I found a way to use one of the other machines that probably isn't designed for what I'm using it for to do it. And um, as long as no one's in there, but good God, do hotel gyms just have a thing? Do they have a deal with like, yeah, we'll give you free Foxtel if you blare sky fucking news from four screens at once all day? Because I think that's what's happening here. <laughs> Thankfully, my headphones are pretty good, but good God, how would you possibly think that the world, oh my, it's terrifying stuff. Anyway, enough about that. If you've just joined us, there's a podcast to go back to 2013. And in fact, today we're going back almost to the very start of the show, to 2014, when I had a conversation with Amanda Keller. Now, Amanda Keller is one of Australia's most respected, most loved uh, media personalities. Uh, She has consistently topped the ratings in any one of her projects, particularly in in one of the toughest radio markets on the planet in Sydney. Uh, she's a longtime host of The Living Room on Network 10, uh, among many, many other things. She's worked in television for as long as forever. One thing that really strikes me about Amanda is that she always seems to have a lot of fun. And she is, and I've seen it because I've worked with her, she is so hardworking. She works so, so hard every day she's on set or in, in a studio. But she tends to appreciate it as she goes. In those days for me, when I first left uni and got a job at Simon Townsend's Wonderworld, a children's show as a researcher, and that was another moment where I thought, my life begins now. And I, uh, the night I found out I got the job, 
I went to New South Wales Uni to the Roundhouse and I was watching Mental as Anything and I just thought, how good is my life? I'd moved out of home and I'd started this job in the media as a researcher and some of the photos I found just reflected that. But you know what I love about my whole life? And this is what I say to my kids is that I hope you're as lucky as I am that at every phase of your life you think, how great is this? I would hate to think the best is behind me. And when I hear Richard Clapton's These Are the Best Years of Our Lives, I always want to cry because every time I hear that, I'm so grateful that I still feel that. I'm 52 and I still feel, wow, these are the best years. It'd be a very sad, it'd be a hard song to hear if you thought all that, if, if I thought back to the first time I'd heard that song and that was the only time it was relevant in my life. And, and lucky you work on a radio station where you play that song. I know, it wouldn't have been dreadful <laughs> if it had terrible connotations and I had to leave the room every time that came on. <laughs> well, now I, I watched Simon Townsend's World War, which was a kids' TV show that was on every afternoon right around when you came home from school. It was fascinating. It was like a news documentary mm. show for uh, the younger, younger folk. And it wasn't until years later when I was doing a voiceover at a studio from an audio guy that used to work there. Mark that I, Tanner, probably. That I discovered the behind-the-scenes stories of what was going on there. And the audio guy, I don't know if it was him particularly, had framed memos hmm. that Simon had sent around the office hmm. describing how he was none too pleased with audio mixes and, yeah. and, and things like that. You know, a lot of people who are, I know uh, there's a couple of Oscar-winning cinematographers a couple of writers who are huge in the uh, media industry, presenters, a lot of people who started on that show who still say no job has ever been as hard. <laughs> and, and I think it was a great training ground to give you an incredible work ethic. So we all, all, all of us were untrained when we got those jobs. Some of the guys like the cinematographers, because it was made on film, went there from film school. Um, but for most of us, straight out of uni or whatever, that was our first job. And so it was baptism by fire. I uh, know Therese Hegarty, who, when I was at Beyond 2000, was her job, and she still works at Channel 7, great, great media brain. It was her job at Beyond 2000 to have five crews all around the world to cover logistically, financially, post-production-wise, to know where everyone was and what everyone was doing. She said no job was ever as hard as it was when she was at Simon Townsend's Wonderworld and she had to make sure when Simon went to studio he had a particular HB pencil sharpened to a particular length and he had all these little things in a little box that went along with him. And I can't tell if it's because it was our first job that it was so traumatic. It took me years for me to hear the rain and not panic because as a researcher I had to come up with two stories every day and if it rained and it was an outdoor story, I had to find a replacement story. Uh, there was a crew once on the Gold Coast and there was a typhoon and power blackout. I had to find them a replacement story. You never came back without a story. And so it took a long time for me to not wake up in the morning panicked that it's raining, I've got to go in and get another story. Wow. Mm. But as I said, an amazing training ground and as scary as it was a lot of the time then, all of us are very pleased we did it. And five, five days a week. Yeah. And getting paid and just working, 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 yeah, yeah, working. Yeah. There's no, I mean, you went to university, but the stuff you learn on a job like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the people I met, some of my major friends still from those days. Yeah. And, and people I'm sure that you've worked with time and time again. Over yeah, years. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, when I, and a lot of big staff turnover too. When I first started, I thought, isn't this great? We have a party every Friday. And they said, no, this is a farewell party. <laughs> 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 a cask wine and some cheesels because someone was going. 
<laughs> but a hugely social office too. Yeah. And same, I felt that again with Beyond 2000, a big family style of, show, of program. Yeah. Beyond 2000 was a science and technology show. And by then I was a reporter. And that show was shown all around the world. I think it was one of the first Australian programs to go international. Uh-huh. 60 countries took this program. But when everyone was back in Sydney, it was just the, a giant party office. I don't have to tell you, Amanda Keller is an exceptionally funny woman. Uh, they don't accidentally give you a breakfast radio gig if you're not. She's very quick-witted. She's incredibly intelligent and she's really successful because of all those things combined with her work ethic. And she's a good hang. So I wondered, what, what, what drove her? To that level of success. Fear is a big word I seem to be using today that, you know, scared of the girls at the beach and scared of. It's a great motivator. The, well, it is. And often opportunities came to me and I think, oh, I wish that hadn't happened because now I've got to say yes. That's what I thought when I got the Beyond 2000 job. That's what I thought when I was offered the position at Charles Sturt Uni. Oh, now they've offered it to me. I have to say yes. And so I would rather those things hadn't happened. I look back now and, of course, all those junctions were the best things that ever did happen. But fear is a big motivator. You're right. And so if you find of something, at all those points in my life, they've been the best decisions to make. But I always think, oh, I wish they hadn't asked me because this is terrifying. So I never had the drive to be the best or to even be good at it. It was just, oh, they've asked me to do this. I'd better do it. It was being a good girl. I think that's what it was. <laughs> but once you got in there, you didn't want to do a bad job. That's right. So it wasn't me wanting to get ahead or even to shine. It was to not let people down and to do a good job. And that you, actually, it's interesting you've said this. this is a bit like therapy, that that is still my motivating factor, I think. And I'm trying to be less like that. I'll say yes to a thousand charity things and I'll say yes to if people ask me to do things. And at some point, I think everyone's being serviced but me. Hmm. I had a bit of a meltdown a few weeks ago. I had a lot on at work and I had a cold, so I couldn't walk the dog. I couldn't do any exercise. I didn't get proper sleep. And I thought, I'm not doing the things that I need to please everyone else because I'll put everyone else first. And at some point I needed to say, okay, everyone go away. I'm going to lie in bed for a day. But you can't do it. And on the job I've got now, that's impossible to do too. As you know, breakfast radio, daily radio, people tune on the, tune on the radio, they expect to hear you. It's a big deal to not be there. And in a way, that saved me. My children are both IVF. And through all the years, particularly the first, my first child, Liam, years of IVF, I didn't want anyone to know. But getting up in the morning and having to go somewhere, I think, saved me. Having to think of something else for three hours saved me. So at the time when people knew I was trying, my friends knew I was having a baby, well, shouldn't you be doing less? Shouldn't you have a quieter life? That I think I would have been, I couldn't have survived it. I see mates going through it. Unless you've seen your friends go through it, you only see, oh, isn't this baby great? You don't see the six years before that. Yeah. Or you don't see because we don't talk about it. When I went through, one in four would get a baby. You don't see because no one tells you the story of the three and four who don't. Yeah. We all know someone who knows someone who's had a baby, so you think the technology means IVF equals baby. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't because you don't want to be the person, the three out of the four, that tells the story of you not being successful. And it's only this year that I've said publicly that my babies were IVF. I did Who Do You Think You Are for, mm. the, for, S, for the SPS. Or do I say, for the SPS. Yeah. Um, it's a genealogy program. Yes, yeah, tra- tracks people's your family, family history. Family I found it quite tree. fascinating. Yeah, but the thing that one of the reasons I really wanted to do it, one is my dad turned 80, but also the kids are of a certain age. And for a long time I thought I wouldn't have children. I wanted to, but I thought it wasn't going to happen for me. And so the fact that 
I have some genes to pass on was a big deal. Mm. And for me to be able to say to dad and my children, who are both at this stage still cognizant, dad and the kids, hey, isn't this an amazing thing I can do? Yeah. What are the, um, like I said, I've you know, mates have gone through it. And I know that for the, for the man, there's the joke of like, all you've got to do is, you know, joke up into a jar. Mm. For, for the woman, it's just, it is traumatic to say the least yeah. what, what a woman has to go through. What are the, what do the drugs do to you? What's, how do you get through your day? You almost can't be the judge of how the drugs are with you because I thought I was pretty steady. But just recently, Harley, my husband said, oh, do you think you were? And I thought, oh, maybe I wasn't. I thought I was. That's why I think in a way too that working saved me because you couldn't every day analyse how am I feeling today? Am I off my face today? Mm-hmm. Instead of get up and deal with whatever was presenting itself. There's one particular day where, because uh, they'd experiment with me to try and get the drugs right and I was super ovulating. I like to do everything really well. But it meant that there were too many embryos, too many eggs, I mean. And so everything's coming out. Everything's too yeah. big because the whole purpose of IVF is they try and get you to create a whole lot of eggs, take them out of the body, fertilise them and see how many embryos you can get. and so, But they caused me to super ovulate, which is a bad condition whereby that's not healthy for you. So I had this giant bumper crop and my shirt was just buzz, busting out at the seams and so uncomfortable. But this is another example of not wanting to let people down. I'd agreed to do a story that day after I'd come home from the radio and the reason I agreed to it was because I thought it was funny. Penthouse wanted to do an interview with me and I thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if I had a beaver shot in Penthouse? I wanted to hold a stuffed beaver and for my interview with Penthouse. And so they came over because I was too polite to cancel, even though I felt like I wanted to die. And my shirt was busting at the seams, not in a bosomy way, in a gut way. And I just felt so uncomfortable. And as soon as they left, I went up to hospital but I thought could there have been a less sexy penthouse moment for anybody (laughs) (laughs) and my beaver was also mounted on wood as it were I couldn't get a self freestanding beaver (laughs) so it was one plank of wood it was the oddest day ever that's the uh, fantastic naked gun line nice beaver thanks (laughs) I just had it stuffed (laughs) goodness me Look, I'm thrilled that you've got you got kids out of it. Yeah, and, you know, for years I'd still get a shock when I'd look at the back of the car and see these two baby seats. Mm. And now I've got a son who's 13 who's six foot tall, the deep voice, giant feet, and uh, an 11-year-old who's just hilarious. And I'm so grateful because mm. uh, for a long time, and I used to say to the doctor, you'll have to tell me when to stop because I don't want to be defined by this and I don't want to be defined by the lack of this. I need a grown-up to tell me when to stop. Mm-hmm. And just as we were getting to the point end of thinking, oh, it's not going to happen, there it was. Yeah, I don't think she's the first person to say that sort of concept. Like once you stop looking for something, oh, there it is. Yeah, we've got to remember that, don't we? Great story, isn't it? Amanda Keller has been at the top or very, very near the top of Breakfast Radio ratings consistently for most of her career. That is not something you get to do by accident. She's very good at what she does. How did she manage to stay there for so long? We'll get to that after the break. We do need to play some ads to pay the people that make the show with me. If you want an ad-free version of the show, you can find it at Patreon, patreon.com slash Osher. And by doing that, you'll help me pay the bills. But between now and then, we'll get to Amanda. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Amanda Keller began her breakfast radio career with uh, a mate from university, Andrew Denton. Uh, you may have heard of him. And she continues to wake up Sydney every morning on WSFM with Jonesy and Amanda. She is the Amanda. How does she do it? I mean, cash, obviously, but <laughs> how does she get out of bed every morning at 4 a.m.? As we say, like using your brain to do these things is a muscle. I think there's also a part of you that gets used to up early. Mm. On weekends now, I, I can't sleep in to save myself, but come to two in the afternoon, I can't stay awake and have yeah. an afternoon sleep. But uh, I don't struggle with the hours anymore. That was some good advice someone gave me early on. They said, there'll be days when you're tired, just get over it. <laughs> and rather than fighting how you feel, the alarm goes off, get up. And if there's days where you feel dreadful, just deal with it. There's few work relationships that are as close as the breakfast radio mm. duo mm. relationship. What did you learn about that kind of professional boundary? I mean, you know, it's 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 almost like the other husband. It's almost like the other yeah. wife. It yeah, really it is. is. And it has to be. It's interesting, just in recent days, Kyle and Jackie O, who we spoke about before, who were on the other radio station in our building, had a fight and stormed off and they had to have a cup of coffee and make it work. And Jonesy, who I know you've also done one of these with, and I were talking about that we often feud. We love each other and hate each other in equal measure. But we, you know in that space you have to fix it. We often say that we are better at talking things out with each other than we are with our partners because mm. in, your, in your life at home you can just drift and domestic life takes over and you don't fix the stuff in that small space to be able to look at each other and talk to each other and do a professional job, you have to get past whatever it is. Mm. And so you have to nut it out. So we've learned to do that very well. It is a small space too. Like you can smell what their breath is. It's, you talk of coffee breath earlier. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you smell the BO. And it's a small room. It's a very small Airtight. room. Airtight. <laughs> and also those are the loneliest hours in the world. And that's when you're most vulnerable. I think if you do a drive show or a, or a night show, there's a different cadence to it and a different psychology if things aren't going well in your life, like all those years of IVF or whatever's happening, your, your skin's peeled off at those hours and that alarm goes off to the loneliest moments in the world until you've put your head under the shower and you drive in and you're going to an office. I don't understand how people can do this stuff remotely through a landline because mm. the only advantage of being up is you're in an office with other people and there's an energy to it. I couldn't do that on my own at home. I'd hate it. Yeah. So you need someone who understands you because they're such hard 
uh, emotionally they can be hard hours. When you talked about being in the mill of, of Wonder World and the mill of the midday show and beyond 2000, when you're working doing that five days a week with someone like Andrew, I mean, you are a very smart woman. There's, there's, you didn't have your career by accident. You're employed because you're the best at what you do. What do you get good at when you do five years with someone like Andrew when you're sparring every day? Mm. What, what becomes better about what you do? It's like playing, and Jonesy's probably used this analogy too, but he probably nicked it from me. <laughs> he said it's like playing tennis with someone who's really good. Mm-hmm. If you're playing with someone who's not so great, both of you have a sloppy game. When you play with someone who's good, you both get better. And I loved watching Andrew's brain at work and having known him and worked with him. But in that space, and radio really suited him because you can't be a perfectionist, as you know. We say it's up the stick and away it's gone. Claire Blake used to teach me that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah. But it's true, isn't it? And Andrew has said that radio takes more creative ideas in a week than television does in a year. Oh, yeah. It sucks it up. So I learned an enormous amount from him about a beginning and a middle and an end to a segment, about how a segment's put together, about how it's crafted on air, about doing things that make you laugh and letting the rest of it come later. We never said, and I've often seen radio shows do that, where they draw on a board and say, here's who your audience, we've whittled your audience down to one person. Her name is Jan. She's 42 and she buys groceries and she's got two kids. Betty Blacktown is who they call Yes. That's, that's we've one never, of the networks here calls her Betty Blacktown. Dreadful. No. Dreadful. But I've been very lucky in that I've worked on shows that we've never pandered to a particular person. We're aware of who our, who our listeners are, but we've just done stuff that, have, that has entertained us. And I, I learned that from Andrew too as to where he drew the line as to yes and no. I'll do this, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not towing the line there. He's very, very forceful and I really admire that. You can hear Amanda Keller every morning on WSFM in Sydney. Uh, You can watch her Friday nights in Australia on The Living Room on Network 10 and she's on social media and very funny there. Amanda Rose Keller is where she is. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh, Without you, there's no show. There really is not. So thank you. You are, just by being here, helping me a lot. Thank you very much to Bree Steele, who produced this episode, Andy Marr, who edited everything, Rachel Barrett, the executive producer of the lot, and um, Toe Hider on the music, who made it all. Uh, if you want to have some fun on Thursday nights, I think about 10 o'clock generally, on twitch.tv, you'll find Toe Hider, and boy, that's a live stream you want to tune in for. Man can play, man can sing, man is funny. I'll be back here on Friday. And we'll be back again on Monday with a, with a brand new guest. So thanks a lot for listening. If you need anything, send us your email at gmail.com and I'll see you Friday. Until then, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.